0: Today
1: on CityCast Pittsburgh.
0: They're coming to get you, Barbara.
2: Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara.
1: Who knew a low-budget zombie movie made in Pittsburgh in the 1960s would become one of the most iconic horror films ever? Filmmaker George Romero's brainchild, Night of the Living Dead, imagines an evening in the Evans City Cemetery besieged by reanimated corpses. It's hard to picture it now, but Living Dead was one of the very first zombie movies. It changed the horror genre forever, and it launched the career of Pittsburgh's own Judith O'Day. To get you in the spirit, we're revisiting this conversation with CityCast Morgan Moody and Judith, a.k.a. Barbara. It's Tuesday, October 24th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about.
2: And then Johnny came, and he ran, and he he fought this man. And I got so afraid, I ran. I ran. didn't come. Judith,
0: you're one of the most, or you're part of one of the most influential zombie horror films, Night of the Living Dead, and it was your first on screen role, is that
2: right? It was, yes. Where did you study acting? Uh, actually, I always wanted to be an actor, a singer. Mm-hmm. That's how I started my career in musical theater. I went to the Pittsburgh Playhouse. Mm-hmm. I was accepted at Carnegie Tech. That was called Carnegie Tech at that time. It's now mm-hmm. uh, Carnegie Mellon. Into the drama department. But I decided not to go. I had begun making a living at a very early age throughout my high school career. I, I think my acting came, or my, my training came from doing i i watched people i admired i tried to emulate what i felt was the the goodness of acting and their performance having believability be at the core of whatever i did
0: what were your thoughts when you first got the script for the for the
2: movie i never did receive a script morgan i the the Screenplay was really in process Mm. of being written as we were shooting the film. So oftentimes the day's work was a total surprise to me. When I'd come in on set, somebody would hand me some pages and say, this is what we're going to do today. Mm -hmm. So I, I really had no idea what the story was about or my role in it.
0: So the ending was kind of, I don't know, it was a total surprise for me. I'm sure it was a surprise <laughs> then for moviegoers, too. Was it a total surprise to you, too, like since you never got a script?
2: Uh, well, it, it wasn't a surprise because I i didn't know it any differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, after the fact, in, oh, years later, when George and I ran into each other, we were doing a convention together we had a, a QA and a with the audience. I learned more from George in those Q&As about our own film than I ever knew. George originally wanted to have Barbara be the last person alive. He was going to hone in with the camera. and There was supposed to be a tear coming down Barbara's face mm-hmm. at the very end of the film. I never knew that because George never shot it, he rethought and said, that's just not not the way I think it should end. Consequently, uh, we ended, uh, as you well know, in a way that not too many films, if any, at that time, ended with all the, the lead performers dying. It, it was a, a groundbreaker at that time.
0: You have to admit that when I finally was old enough, you know, to watch Night of the Living Dead, <laughs> I was shocked when I saw the lead actor in a 1960s horror movie was a black man, you know. Um, yeah. How was this film breaking boundaries uh, during that time?
2: That's one of the most exciting things for me about the film. And one which makes me thrilled to think that back in 1968, we we did break boundaries. Mm. Having Dwayne Jones uh, as Ben was, you know how that happened? It was really quite accidental. In fact, Rudy Ritchie, a fellow who was in the film as well and worked on production with us, was going to play Ben. Mm. But when uh, Dwayne came to Pittsburgh, he was told, why don't you come on in, meet George Romero and just... Uh, audition for the film, he did come in audition. Of all the people who auditioned for that role, Dwayne was the best. So there was no question. It mm-hmm. didn't. You know, it wasn't written for a white man playing this role. It was just a fellow playing this role. Right. And for George, didn't matter at all. Dwayne had the best audition, and we went with the best.
0: I think one of the most notable and impressive things when you consider how successful The Night of the Living Dead was, and and still is, is that it was filmed outside of Hollywood and on a tight budget, you know, at that. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of its success as an independent film at the time? Like, what did you think that, at that time, that
2: meant? At that time, Mm -hmm. I didn't know diddly squat about (laughs) it. None of us, I think, ever dreamed that the film would grow exponentially, more and more popular. Hmm. We were thrilled that we made the film outside of Hollywood and uh, just hoped that it would be financially successful enough to go on to make bigger and better films. And as it turned out, Night really stands out as... uh, something that's just gone on i cannot believe it for almost 55 years now yeah
0: mm-hmm. and, and it's it's influence on so many things in pop culture even michael jackson's thriller video yeah which, you know
2: the the yeah it's amazing it i think it took me about 25 years when i came back to pittsburgh for the 25th anniversary of the mm-hmm. film having gone back to california I really was out of the loop as far as what was happening with the film. I did get articles from family, maybe from friends, and it surprised me that the film continued to interest the viewing audience. But when I went to the zombie jamboree on the 25th anniversary and met so many people Mm -hmm. who cared about the film, that I, I became far more aware that this film wasn't going to go away, that forever what magic things we did, uh, it was gaining a bigger and bigger audience. It was really exciting, I think, for all of us to see that happen.
0: what seems to surprise some of the fans the most about the film uh, or or, or what seems to be the most meaningful to them, some meaningful aspects of the film to them uh, if you talk to them at the conventions?
2: I have some of the best conversations with Mm. people of all ages at those conventions. In fact, that's one of my favorite, favorite things about Mm -hmm. going. They often mention Barbara's reaction to everything that was going on. and mm-hmm. They questioned, they, they said, well, do you think Barbara was weak, a weak character, because of that catatonia that mm-hmm. she went through? Maybe we better go out and get him. We have to go out and get Johnny. He's out there. So often I, I say, no, I don't believe she was weak at all. I believe that Everybody reacts to terror, something heinous and unexplainable, in his or her own unique way. Absolutely. To me, Barbara's reaction made perfect sense. Having just seen her brother killed, seeing what looks like the dead come back to life, having her go inside herself to figure this out, before she could really participate uh, wholeheartedly in mm-hmm. present day, made perfect sense. You were so convincing um, in
0: the role. You know, I, I really felt that if I were to see that, that's exactly, especially on the second watch. I think the first time I watched, maybe I felt that way, that the same way that everybody else did too, like... Oh, I don't know. Would this would this be how somebody would react? And then the second time I thought, absolutely. This absolutely would be how somebody would react to the situation. This is unfathomable. You would be paralyzed with fear if this were to ever happen in real life. You just were so convincing. That's I, I just- <laughs> that
2: just that just fills my heart to hear you say that. I'm mm-hmm. so glad because you're right. Everybody would react uh, a different way. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it, it seemed very appropriate. Now when you look at the remake, I think that was 1992, you look at the remake, Barbara plays the role entirely differently. Now, she has her fatigue, she's got an Uzi, she's mm-hmm. ready to, to take on the world. Whatever I lost, I lost a long time ago, and I do not plan on losing anything else. You can talk to me about losing it when you stop screaming at each other like a bunch of two-year-olds. Which, in 1992, was appropriate for the time. Women were ruling bras, and they they were making themselves known as important entities on this planet. Mm -hmm. But, um, now, it's both versions, I think, stand alone and are accurate for when they were filmed.
0: Well, the setting was one thing that didn't change from the original to the adaptation. So what was, you know, the role of the
2: set in the movie? Oh, well, the set plays an integral role. In fact, that house was really one of the main characters, I think, in Mm -hmm. that entire movie. And I loved that house. It was cold and dank. It, It just created... A wonderful atmosphere for us to to act in. Yeah, I, I loved being in that house.
0: If you don't mind me asking, can I get you to say the famous line from the movie?
2: Oh, I, I think I can take a crack at that one. <laughs> I, I wish I wish Russ Steiner were here because he could do it just beautifully, but they're coming to get you, Barbara.
0: Judith O'Day is an actress. She portrayed Barbara in Night of the Living Dead. Thank you so much for taking the
2: time today to speak with us. Morgan, it's been a a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me and do have a happy holiday season.
1: That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you want to celebrate the season with us, we're having a little happy hour here in a few weeks. Come on down to Trace Brewing from 5 to 7 p.m. on Thursday, November 9th. The first 20 guests who either sign up for the Hey Pittsburgh newsletter or prove that you're already a subscriber can get a free beverage on us. That's Trace Brewing in Bloomfield, 5 to 7 p.m. on Thursday, November 9th. The whole CityCast crew will be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon.
0: I've had one large coffee today and no breakfast, so (laughs) my life is really together.